LearnToKids.com podcast, episode number one. episode of the Learn to Kids podcast, where we're coming at you with advice and tips to level up your kids' skills. And in this first episode, we're going to be going over a very basic fundamental musicality term that I coined called musical gears. And I guess even before I go into the musical gears section, A lot of what we're going to be teaching is under the umbrella of what I call spoonfuls of musicality. This is going to be me breaking down a lot of complex musicality terminology and ideas and concepts into little spoonfuls of musicality. So that way you can really apply these individually and make those lasting improvements to your musicality on the dance floor. So let's go ahead and get started. Musical gears is a term that I coined to explain the basic timings that are present in a lot of the music that we listen to today. Producers use these very frequently when creating patterns of the different musical elements that we hear in a song. And I like the term gears because we can use this as an analogy as it refers to driving a car with a manual transmission where you can cruise at different speeds. I'm not sure how many of you out there have driven a manual car, but basically you can shift from first gear to second gear to third gear, depending on how fast you're going. And I feel like when I'm dancing, I can also use these gears as I wish to express the different elements of the music that I'm hearing in the song. So when you really start to sit and listen and analyze the songs, you really start to pick up on the patterns of the different musical elements. You will notice that some elements repeat on different timings. As you see in the graphic, we have the eight count, we have the four counts, we have the two counts, we have on tempo every one count, and then we have in between that the syncopations with our half beats. You will notice that some of these elements fall along those timings. And sometimes, They'll only happen in certain sections of a song. In the diagram, you will see that, of course, I'm breaking it down to the most basic concept, which is just the eight count. But when we start to understand musical composition and we zoom out, well, obviously we're gonna have eight plus eight, that is gonna be 16. We're gonna have 16 plus 16, that's gonna be 32. And that's gonna help us identify the different sections of a song as it starts from the intro to the verse, to the chorus, to the bridge, etc., etc. So it is important as we are analyzing a song to kind of figure out all the different patterns. There's some songs where maybe a particular musical element only happens twice or only happens once or only happens in the chorus. There's so many different ways that the producers can be creative with these songs that they create. And it's important to kind of recognize those. So when your mind or really your ear in this case, and the awareness starts to expand, I feel like you can really, really easily get overwhelmed with all the changes that are happening within a song. There's the patterns of the bass beat, there's the lyrics, 
there's the different sections of the song and how long they last, the melodies, the accents, the vibe, and also the literal translation of the song. If we listen to kids, more often than not, it's either going to be English, Portuguese, or French. So depending on what language you speak, you can also understand these lyrics and their meaning. So throughout my experience of taking many musicality courses and also teaching musicality in a lot of the places where I've traveled to teach, I feel like students get very overwhelmed with everything that's going on. I feel like they're trying to take musicality out from a fire hydrant and they're just trying to encompass it all in their heads and there's just too much going on. And then we're trying to have them practice their leading and then be aware of their partners and be aware of the music. And there's just too much going on to actually make a lasting impact, in my opinion. So since there's so much happening at once, there's different layers of the music all happening simultaneously. I feel like it really helps going back to the reference point that I mentioned before with the spoonfuls of musicality to take little bite-sized pieces of musicality to analyze and be able to wrap your mind around that small piece of music. And then we can start to really practice and focus on our lead and our follow and our creativity and our musicality in a controlled environment. And I will give you a resource that's going to help you with that towards the end of the podcast here. So this realization and frustration as an instructor who really wants to help the students improve their dancing led me to creating a new learning layout. And as I mentioned before, this whole spoonfuls of musicality, my main goal is to break down these musicality concepts into small spoonfuls of information that we can use to create very specific drills and bits of information to consume and practice and analyze. And if you know me, one of the concepts that I'm a big of in our Kizoma journey as we level up through our different levels of our journey is self-awareness. So here are some questions to help increase your self-awareness when it comes to musicality. Looking at the diagram that we have with the eight counts, the four counts, the two counts, on tempo and the syncopations, what timings do you find yourself dancing on the most while you are practicing or social dancing, does that change if you're dancing a Tada Show song versus a Dusser song versus Kizoma Semba? Definitely something to, to think of. Are you able to express one timing with a certain body part or section while using another body part to express another pattern? So this gets into the overlap of polyrhythms and being able to use your body to express two different rhythms at the same time. Third question, have you ever notated the elements of a song to recognize their pattern and how many counts they are between each occurrence? As I mentioned before, when you really sit down, no dancing, just sitting down, you and the music, maybe a piece of paper, and there's going to be another resource at the end of the podcast for you to use to improve your musicality. Have you ever noticed that you can pick up on these patterns. Oh, this is happening on the three and the seven. And this element is happening on the one and the five. And this one is only happening on the ones and the chorus and things like that. It's really eye opening or ear opening, I should say, to really sit down and notice all of these patterns in the music. And once we pick up on these patterns in our brains and we can have that kind of desynthesize into our nervous system, then we can really start to apply these to our lead and follow without creating overwhelm or a sense of overwhelm in our dancing. 
once you become familiar with your own musicality habits and also the patterns of the musical elements in the song, I'm sure you will see how often the different musical gears come up that I've indicated in the image. With this realization, I feel like the next logical step is to drill common kid steps and moves across all of these musical gears. Doing so will get you very, very comfortable in being able to control, isolate, and flow through each of these timings, and it will allow you to confidently express yourself to each musical element as you wish. So, Obviously, there's so much more we can go into here, but this is a mini podcast just to give you uh, a quick tips here and there to help you improve your musicality. And I feel like as we go through and explain these different bits of musicality, you can kind of take this and really practice specific things. So let's talk about the resources that I mentioned before. As you can see here on this page, I have a SoundCloud recording of a musicality timing aid. Uh, that is basically me counting the one and the five in different kids instrumentals. Uh, thank you, JB, for allowing me to use your songs. And basically, this is for the students who struggle to find the one. In many musicality castes, sometimes students get confused between the one and the five. So this is going to be an excellent aid for you. You also find two musicality videos uh, that I recorded a few years ago that help explain the 32 counts of the phrases and also just breaking down the, the overall composition of a song. Definitely check out those two videos. Those will be very beneficial to improving your musicality. The third resource that I want to give to you is going to be the musical element breakdown sheet. This is where you can download a free sheet and print it out and really sit down and write down the different elements that you're hearing across musical time with the song. I feel like this is a really nice exercise to start to identify the different elements that you're hearing and see for yourself how all of these layers are coming together. The last resource that I want to give to you are going to be recordings where I've taken sections of songs, Kizoma songs, and basically created a loop of 16 counts. And basically I'm having that loop repeat over three to five minutes. This is really, really helpful in my opinion because it allows you to not have to think about memorizing the musicality of an entire song from three to four to five minutes. It really allows you to just focus on a few seconds of a song, pick up on the pattern, and then practice your musicality over those 16 counts for three minutes. And you can repeat it over and over again. I think this is a wonderful tool to really take your musicality step by step and really focus on each individual element. So guys, that is our first episode. If you're interested in hearing more of these podcasts or more ideas to help level up your kids, you can join our free Facebook group. Um, you'll see a link for that in the show notes of the podcast. And of course, as you are aware, this is coming from learntokids.com, which is uh, my online membership site where we have over 100 videos and counting where we go in a lot more in-depth content to help you level up your key Zomba skills. So we'd love to have you as a part of our community and we will see you in the next episode. DJ Dream.